Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up March 17th through the 19th in Colorado in the foothills of the majestic Rocky Mountains. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio podcast. We're glad you're with us today. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. How are you? Blessed. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we, we're going to talk about uh, Gateway to Freedom this week. And so I really wanted to share with you a little bit about our three-day workshop for men. This is a, a workshop for any man, married, single, divorced, pastors even, any man who just desires to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. And we've been doing this for a lot of years uh, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of men that have come through and found hope and healing and and a real direction and plan for living a life of purity. And so if you're a man who would like to learn more about that or register for an upcoming workshop, please go to gatewaymen.com and you can learn about all the the uh, various information about the workshop, also the various locations that we do the workshop, and when the next workshop is going to be coming up. So again, that's gatewaymen.com, or you can call us toll-free at 1-800-49-PURITY. So Stephen, we're really going to kind of dive into what some guys are saying post-workshop. So why don't you share with us what we're going to be doing Right, we took a bunch of comments from guys and sort of put them together, and I was curious... What happens when the guys go home? Because what happens at the retreat is you got three days of sharing and connecting and and opening up and healing and hope rising, and then you have to go back home. Right. And so it's everybody wants to go home, but everybody's scared to go home because most of these guys came in because their wife is aware that there's a struggle. Um. And and they send them in to get some help to get you know victory over this thing, but um, so I started wondering what happens, and I was collecting some odds and end comments. So I'm just going to call it guy number one and guy number two, and we're just going to hear the thoughts of several guys. Um, you know, one of the guys said. 
uh, I see uh, how my thinking has been messed up. Mm. And I can make the changes in my thinking. And I'm going to do it because I'm tired of living the way I've been living. So you could just see the light bulb come on in that somebody was trapped with bad thinking and they get clarity. Now, this doesn't happen to everybody, but some guys sort of put the pieces together and it's like, I got it. I know what to do. But then they go home, right? And they still have a wife who's got a lot of hurt and she's got a lot of grief going on. And it's almost like you have to start again to discover and lay a new foundation. Mm-hmm. Almost like dating again, creating a safe place. Let's go back over the questions. Let's try to understand each other deeper, better. Um, well, I think sometimes, too, you can have these guys that have this incredible breakthrough in the in the workshop in clarity of their thought. And all of a sudden, you can almost see like this cloud lifting and just it all forming in his mind. He has great clarity. And, and unfortunately, sometimes what happens is in that moment when he feels that sense of great clarity, he, he creates this expectation that when he goes back home, it will remain that clear in his mind. Mm. But when he goes back home, guess what? He's reentering the context of all of the chaos and everything that got disrupted as Kids a result and of work his and people. Well, and all the also all the things that got disrupted as a result of his acting out. Meaning wounded wife and pain. Is yeah. that what you're saying? So you kind of you're able to sort of get out to this workshop, get clarity of your thought. You re-enter all the chaos and all of a sudden you go, wait, where'd the where'd the clarity go? I haven't lost the feeling necessarily of, hey, I, I feel like I, I'm in a hopeful place and there's good things that are ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the the really crystal clear, you know, aspect of what happened at the workshop gets lost sometimes in all of the chaos of well, the And I think at the workshop, we do a lot of individual work. Mm-hmm. But when you go home, you got a marriage and you got a family, right? And so wives... You just see they're hurt, right? And you go back into that environment where you created the hurt. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to be the hero, to be the white knight, the good guy, when you broke stuff and you're the bad guy. So he has to bring his individual clarity into sort of a painful place that's still got healing, right? Mm -hmm. But you know what's interesting is some of the guys will say, you know what I do? I hang on to the other men in my life. I meet with my pastor. I find an older guy in the church. I find somebody my own age. I go to group. And I mean, I've got to have men in my life to refine me because if I do, we've talked about this before, isolating and hiding and justifying, it just weakens me. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's where I think a guy can retain that clarity that he experienced at the workshop is because, you know, when you do then plug in with a group and then when you do plug in with some key guys, they can be great reminders yes. of the truths that you were exposed to in the workshop to where they can go, oh, yeah, now let's make sure we keep kind of course correcting as you go along so that you mm-hmm. can kind of stay on true north 
and uh, and that helps so much within the midst of all that, you know, working through all of the chaos. And you got to work on spiritual growth. You got to get your charge because you're going to go into the old life where everything's broken, and you got to have some life, mm-hmm. right? It's funny because I've noticed I've been sick for a few weeks with this drainage thing and coughing, but before that, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning getting on the treadmill and putting on praise music every morning, starting with praise and exercise. And it just frames the whole day. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I'll do a similar thing with, uh, you know, my kind of my morning routine of shave and shower and all that kind of stuff. And and by the time I'm doing that, the, the my wife and kids have already left for school. And so that's a, that I do the exact same thing. I put praise and worship music on. And it's just a way for me, while I'm getting ready, to just get that mindset mm. of saying, hey, w- what is the foundation of my day? Is it going to be based on me and my strength and my ability? Mm. Or am I really going to center my life on the Word of God and His Spirit and just worship, you know? Yes. I was reading this uh, author, and he was saying, look, life is about aligning ourselves with Him. Yes. And when we're young, we think it's about taking care of us and our needs and sort of self-centered. But as you get older, you realize if we can get in sync with him, everything works better. Right. So uh, the next guy says, when I left the retreat, man, I was good for a month. I mean, 30 days. I was on cloud nine. I was remembering my verses, what these guys said for one month. But in the last week, I stopped fighting. And you know what? Temptation is all around. And my spiritual walk is down. And so when I'm challenged, I just give in. I just give in. Yeah. You know, this is, um, this is not uncommon. I mean, you and I have seen this over and over again. And it's very easy in that moment for this guy to feel hopeless, mm-hmm. um, for maybe us to feel frustrated, uh, for there to be a sense almost of a panicked urgency. Mm. Like the sky is falling, the sky is falling. You know what I mean? Because, On our part or his part? Oh, yes, everybody. Oh, because it's I think, bad, it's because, bad. Oh, my goodness, slipped yeah, there's, again, oh no. There's almost like a panicked reaction yeah. to, to these kinds of things. And, you know, even early on in, in this ministry, I would sort of enter that panic with the person. Yes. I have learned not to do that. I've learned to have more of a steadiness of, of just trying to help him, help this person see, okay, let's take a deep breath, yeah. count to three, what are your options? Yeah. And you're just in a moment. Yeah. Okay. Regroup, Right. I love, I love, there's a phrase that you taught me years and years ago that I use so often in these moments when guys are feeling this panic of, mm. I was doing so well and then I fell off the wagon. And the phrase that you used was grace abounds. Mm. So when we, when we hit those moments of, hey, you know what? Yeah, you've fallen off the wagon, but grace abounds. And now what you have to ask yourself is, what are my options? What are my choices that I have? And and here's the other thing, Stephen. And this might not be good counseling, but this you know that's why I don't have letters after my name. Uh, <laughs> is 
I, when I ask guys, what are your options? I say, what are all of your options? Because they think the answer I'm looking for is only the positive options. Mm, yeah. I say, yeah. what are your options? And I want them to actually say, look at porn as one of my options. And the reason I have them say that is because I want them to, I want them to know, listen, we're going to have an honest conversation here, uh, not a conversation that you expect me to want to hear. Yeah. But I want to have an honest conversation that says, what are your options at this point? And yes, you still do have that option to go look at porn. Mm-hmm. And I think when you set the tone for that honest dialogue, yeah. then this guy can start, it's like he, he can stop hyperventilating and realize you know what, I, I do, I could go keep looking at porn, but now that my, my, my body and my mind are calming down a little bit, let me ask myself, do, do I really want to do that? Because mm-hmm. I think when you're in the panic, right. you're going to tell people what they want to hear. You're going to say, I just got to go do the right thing. And, yes. then, and you need to kind of calm your body and your mind and your soul down to take a, yes. a good look at everything. I, I've got a story that goes with that. <laughs> This guy had a problem with drinking beer on the way home. He would drink five or six beers before he got home, and he was a mess. And so he said, okay, this is what I'm doing now. When I'm driving past the convenience store, I ask myself, I could pull in or I could keep driving. And say I mess up and I pull in. I stop the car and I say, I could get out of this car or not get out of this car. Say I get out of the car. I could go to the door of the convenience <laughs> store and I say, I could open this door or not open this door. And say, I open the door. Then I walk inside and I have to walk to the cooler at the back. I could walk back to that cooler. I could not walk back. I go to the cooler door. I could, right? I get, you know, every step of the way. There's you, a choice. Yeah. You could be at, you could be talking to yourself. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, some, some who are hearing us right now, Steve, they're already starting to hyperventilate because they're thinking, why would you tell anybody that? Why would you, you know, put all those options on the table? We know the right thing to do. Just tell people just the right thing to do. Just do the right thing, yeah. That just makes people go underground and And here's hide. the thing, exactly. It makes a person hide. And what am I doing then to, the, to empower them toward the truth if I'm pushing them toward hiding? Yeah, if you know that every step of the way, you know what, by the grace of God, I have a choice here. Yes. Then I think what ends up happening is you realize I can't blame anybody else if I end up going all the way and taking that beer or whatever it is. Yeah. But at the same time, God is giving me opportunity after opportunity along the way to make yeah. a good choice. And so it, it, I think there's a more of an empowerment when we try to just say, let's have an honest dialogue about all the choices that <laughs> well, are Well, you know what's interesting about what you said I heard great acceptance. Yeah, you could go do it. And I'm still going to be your friend. I'm still going to be here, and we can talk tomorrow. You're not going to die. I'm not going to die. You've done it before. You could do it again. Mm-hmm. But, but the whole idea that, that you give me that and that you're not going to withhold your friendship from me, right? Yeah. And that you, we could have the honest dialogue right now. Because in my mind, it's like you're helping me pause, reflect, remember my resources, even spiritual resources, right? In this relationship as a resource, you're using yourself to help me get back to restful state because I want to go use, I want to use, I want to use, I can't, right? I mean, like crazy brain, I got to go. The other thing too, I think about 
that idea of grace abounds is it reminds a, a man or a person of their worth and then causes them to reflect about their choices based upon that. So instead of about your worth and your So the idea is listen, grace. whatever choice you make here, mm. did you know you're you're a beloved one of God? Still. And so always. the idea here is when you can yeah. calm yourself down and reflect on that, then you can realize my choice that I can make is born from a different place than the choice that I make when I'm feeling temptation or when yes. I'm overloaded. And yes. So it's reminding that person of their worth and value. And then I think it starts to help redirect. That's good. And it lets the spirit do his work because guess what, Stephen? I can't control you anyway, right? Oh, that's true. That's right. When you can get your spirit aligned with the Holy Spirit— you can make better choices than when your soul gets stupid and says, I want fun, I want it now, I don't feel loved. One of the guys said, my problem is when I go home, I got media everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I got cable TV, I've got laptops, I got, cell- I got media in my face, and you know what that media is showing me? It's not integrity and purity. And when I'm alone, me and that media, mm-hmm. the media wins. Yeah. And this is where, you know, one of the things that I, I I'm going to tell a story that's, that's a little bit related to this, even though it's not necessarily media. I had a guy one time that was coming to me and he was saying, man, listen, I, I travel a lot for work. And we see a lot of guys that travel a lot for work. And he right. said, he said, man, I, I've done so many things in a hotel room. He's just like, I get every time I got a business trip now, I just, I get this panic and this fear in the pit of my stomach. And because mm. I know I'm going to have to be in a hotel room. And I just told, I gave him a simple little exercise that I said, you know what? I travel a lot too. And I said, I also did a whole lot of horrible things in hotel rooms. And, and I said, what I had to do as I started traveling more and more is I had to, had to think about, what am I giving power to? And so a lot of times what ends up happening is if you have this history connected to a particular thing, whether it be media, Mm. whether it be a hotel room, whatever else, what the enemy does is he causes us to have fear about that context. And Mm. in doing so, we're giving that power over our lives. So what I had this guy do, and this is what I do, is, is I said, listen, when you get to your hotel room, I said, when you step through that door, Tell yourself this is a sanctuary mm. and go through and pray and bless, bless the bed, bless the television, bless the yes. the seats. And, and, and so what I do is when I go into a hotel room, I do that and I say, listen, I'm not going to give the enemy power over this place. Mm. This is a sanctuary where me and the Lord can meet and I can find rest for my body and my soul. And I think mm. you can do the same thing with media because media in and of itself is not evil. Mm. And so if you can go through a process of sort of consecrating the media and saying, listen, this is just a mechanism, this television or this iPhone or whatever it is, and instead of letting that have power in the sense of because you've done evil things either Mm. in that place or through that context, doesn't mean that the thing itself is evil. Does that make sense? Yes, so I've, so I've yes. tried to reframe yeah. it of saying, what am I giving power to? That's good. And just to think through it in a way of consecrating those mm-hmm. things so that That's good. they're blessed. Well, one of the things I think we need to work on is being alone mm. better. Yeah. Because lots of people are not okay with themselves alone. But it's like in my alone is when I can do my best talking to God. And you know what I mean? And so that... 
if you don't have anything to do when you're alone, you're probably going to do your old dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you keep tr- like on a training mission, practicing being alone well, right? right? Then you get in these situations, you can do a program like you're talking about, yeah. right? And you can say, okay, I'm going to be alone. But all that means is I'm going to continue to build what I've been building and I don't want to, I don't want to go back to the insanity of where I scare myself, can't well, be with myself. And that's the coolest thing is that, you know, I used to, in my addiction, I, I was terrified of being alone because I knew what it meant. I knew I was going to fail. Mm. And now it's such a liberating thing to not to be able to be with people or without people yes. and not have that fear ruling my life. That's uh, powerful what you're saying. There is a huge amount of fear, right? Mm-hmm. And the fear then drives us, Yeah, right? We have our spirit and we have the Holy Spirit, but we have this fear that we're going to break down, we're out of control, we can't stop ourselves, we want to be loved, it's pleasurable, right? And this fear sort of snowballs and overwhelms. I do want to say, if you're a new listener uh, with us that uh, earlier this year we did a podcast on understanding aloneness that might be helpful to you and kind of what we're talking about right now. Good. All right. So we're talking about men and when they go home from a gateway, the fact that they still have to face their story. And some of our stories have trauma in it, mm-hmm. right? Where we were not treated well as children, as boys, we were not loved well. And we were introduced to stuff, and trauma changes the course of your life. Right. Stuff that you weren't supposed to have, you now have. And um, and it mucks up your identity and confuses you, and then you think, I'm bad because I participated in this. And, and so it's a struggle young, and it's a struggle older, and until you walk back through it, and, and sort of give back the pain to the offender and claim what the Father has for you. And, you know, at the, at the workshop, that's one of the things, you know, because really the workshop digs deeply into a lot of the emotional foundations of uh, sexual addiction and those types of things. And so because of that, we're dealing quite a bit with the, the traumas that guys face in their past. And, Stephen, wouldn't you say that what ends up happening is a lot of that gets unearthed at the workshop and then what guys discover after they get home is you can't just unpack and deal with it all in three days. Right. That there's more of an or ongoing nature. the week nature. you got home, it's right. not going to be done. Yeah. You realize, man, this goes a little deeper and wider than I initially expected, which is why we, we always encourage guys post-workshop to get plugged in with a counselor for these issues mm-hmm. in particular regarding emotional trauma. And groups are fabulous mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts. There was a guy that came to one of our uh, gateways. He said, I, have, I listen to podcasts all the time because I want my mind sharpened and better skills and better thinking. Mm-hmm. One of the guys said, the weekend cracked me open and I felt raw and I felt some old pain that had been repressed. It just started coming out of me. Well, you know, that's a process that's going to be worked through and healed. And so you can be introduced to it, but when you go home, you still have to work on that. Mm-hmm. Another one of the guys said, I have to fight my own mind. Mm-hmm. 
I thought that was a great line. But it's a sad thought that your mind doesn't help you rest, that you're fighting against. It's an uphill battle, your own mind, your old program. You, in your spirit, and in this new start, is trying to fight against this old, seasoned, hardened, big, overweight program that dances you around. Well, I almost, as you're saying that, the thought that comes into my mind to illustrate that is, you know, if you have a computer and a virus gets into your computer, the, you know, the hardware is all still what was originally there, right? But what this virus does, it starts to just, it starts to destroy the software. And I kind of think of that, that in terms of like fighting my own mind is realizing, you know what, there's a virus that has gotten into my, into my mind, Mm. but I'm still me. Yes. And so what needs to happen is, of course, how do you, how do you deal with the virus? And I'm not, I'm not a tech guy, but you need to introduce another agent into the issue to try to remove that virus. Well, that's where our spiritual resources, our emotional resources come yeah. into place where it says, so you're not saying, hey, I'm, I'm fighting my mind in the sense that my mind is evil. You're fighting the virus that has infected your mind, and therefore it does feel very much like you're fighting yourself. Yes. When in fact it's something that's gotten into yourself. Right. It's part of your old program that you know, right? And you have to be part of the new program, right? Yeah. And and walk out the new program. And it takes time. It's just going to take time. So one of the guys made this statement, and it was, it, 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 sort of sad it's 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 hard to hear he said my wife my wife counted on me to protect her my wife counted on me to protect her and then i broke that trust mm. and how do you feel good about yourself how does she feel good about you how does she feel good about her right we have this relationship and you say i'm gonna be your husband i'm gonna be your protector it's gonna a union here we're gonna create a safe place and then i walk out and say oh oh, well that that was only as good as i was talking when i'm done talking to you i'm gonna talk to somebody else and tell them oh you're wonderful Mm -hmm. yeah and that's just, there's such chaos in that. Well, that's another reality to be reminded of is our sin never just affects us. Mm. And and listen, if you're single out there, I'm talking to single people too. <laughs> yeah. This is not just a married person thing. And so the reality is, is there's there's implications of the behaviors that we take. Now, here's the good news, and this is the way I always like to flip this around. Well, wait, let me just say, and then sure. I want to hear your good news, but this guy's saying, I failed me, and I failed her, and I failed God, and I failed my mission. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pain and sadness. Oh, now, yeah. now, good. So now give me your upside to that. Well, in the same way that our sin has implications that go beyond us. So does our good. So what I mean by that is when you begin to uh, humble yourself before God, when you begin to walk according to his word, that also has implications beyond yourself. So this is where I try to instill hope into men of saying, 
Yes, there's pain. There's real pain. Your sin has affected other people. Mm. But in the same way that the Bible says that the sins of the father will be visited on the third and fourth generation, you know what it also says in that passage? But to the righteous for a thousand generations. Mm. So the idea is, yeah, there's a there's consequences to sin, but compared to the consequences of righteousness, mm. they pale. So when you realize, hey, I could begin to make a shift in my life and begin to learn what does it mean to live into the righteousness of Christ, then you realize that can have implications that are eternal oh, that are versus huge. the that's temporary right. implications of yes. the sin that you have caused. And that's the shift, right? Now, I'm not saying Why? that in the moment—I want to be careful here because I'm going to get angry emails from wives— I'm not saying that even though the implications of that sin is temporary, that it lessens the pain. It's still very painful. Mm-hmm. But, but you're saying walk in the hope. But the hope and is. And the healing. Exactly. The and hope then who has, you were yesterday. The hope has much larger ramifications. Yes. And that's it's hard good. to see it sometimes when you're in your pain because they feel like that's all. The, it's too big of ramifications. But the so hope we is we want to be about growth. <laughs> In submission and learning, mm-hmm. and I love these gateway men that that let us use their thoughts to nurture and encourage other men. Mm-hmm. And so, if you ever attended a gateway weekend, I thank you right Absolutely. now because you bless us and you bless others. And that's what we hope, listeners. We hope that you've been blessed by this conversation of these insights that these men have shared. And if you'd like to learn more about the Gateway Workshop or just more about our ministry and how we can help you along in your journey, please contact us, and we'll see you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio podcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.